Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Let's liven things up with Counterpoint tonight. We got Dennis Matthews, VP over at Enterprise Canada, former advisor to Prime Minister Stephen Harper, and Stephen Ledru, Toronto-based lawyer, broadcaster, also one-time president of the Liberal Party of Canada. Hello there, sir. Good to hear from you, Alex. Good to have you both. Let's talk a little bit about what we had just touched upon, and that is the uh, investigation into what happened on Sunday. And Anthony Fury has penned a pretty interesting article uh, revealing that the point person for the family in this case, um, you know, has a political agenda, wants to create a whole new narrative on Muslims in Canada. Okay, Uh, but we've also learned, you know, that the social media account of this guy has been erased so it it just seems like there's been too much managing of the actual message, and I don't know where the truth is anymore. And I'll start with you on this, Dennis. Where are you at? So I think I'm I'm very similar to where you're at. It's it's extremely frustrating that the police are withholding so much information, even the most basic facts. You know, it took almost an entire day before we found out the name of the attacker. And in doing so, they're they're allowing all sorts of rumors and, and spin to happen online, and, and the vacuum is being filled with all kinds of rumors, which which may or may not be true. And then you layer on top of that, you know, this extremely professional statement by the family that just sort of, it, it raises a few sort of, you know, alarm bells in the back of your mind on saying, hey, what is going on here? Am, am I being managed or am I getting all the info that's happening? And I think the police have swung way too far the wrong way on when these terrible events happen in terms of guarding information and just leaving it to the public to say, hey, don't worry, we've got this in hand. And we don't know if they have it in hand or not. And, and supplying basic facts and, and being a little more upfront with where they're at on things, I think would actually go a long way to, to calming the situation. And, and it's actually having the opposite effect. I, 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 yeah, I see that. Stephen, you know, we, we don't get a lot of information here, which means, you know, you got to turn to places across the border. CBS reporting, um, you know, that this is, in fact, being looked at uh, with a, a terror inspiration that this guy had been uh, watched by police because of his activity online. Dennis, you took, but Dennis just, Alex, put the, his finger on the issue in the last sentence. He said, yeah. we don't get a lot of information here. The problem is, in situations like this, you don't have the information up front. You know, it's not immediate. And so the media get right in there and say, well, what have you got? And the police are hesitant to say, well, what we have, because it could be wrong. It could be, they could be you know, given misinformation. They don't have all the information. Investigations like this. And in Canada, we are the slowest on earth. There's no question about that. In the United States, I always say the justice system has them, you know, off and, and sentenced and, you know, everything else in six months. In Canada, it takes us six years. But yeah. there's a happy medium between the two. And the media is always quick to rush in there and say, well, what went on? The cops, to their credit, we don't know what went on. We're investigating. And, and so it's coming out now that uh, there may have been connections between this uh, perpetrator and uh, I don't know about ISIS, but some extremist groups, and he's made a travel to Pakistan, other places, and been trained. And I think we have to sort of sit back and say, well, you know what, we're going to let the professionals investigate. And then when they come up with their, their results, their facts, then we question them. Then we say, well, how did you get this? How did you get that? But right now, I mean, people are, are, are deep in misery, deep in, in mourning, and they're deep in shock, and we don't have all the answers. And I think you know, Fury's column is terrific. I think it's great because it brings up the fact that there is a professional image maker in here already. Uh, but if we, as to the facts, I don't know the facts. Alex? 
Well, and, 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 you know, I don't know if the police, I don't know if the police know the facts either at this point, but they do know some basic facts that they haven't been sharing or haven't been sharing quickly. Like and I, I think, I, well, well they for, would have for, had the perpetrator's name. name, for example, for, you know, for the first sort of day almost. Uh, what, what I what I think we've, we've got to understand with the police when a situation is breaking like this, and, and you look back to a couple of years ago, the Luca Magnata case, and I remember yeah. this Montreal yeah. police chief was sort of like spilling out everything he knew. And, because and they was, needed the media and, to and get they, the message. And out. he was so honest about the, about the situation. And it's okay if you don't know the answer, but when you do know something and, and you're withholding it, I mean, the, the police called a press conference and they basically said nothing in the, in the press conference. And I would rather well, the police, but I would rather, exactly. And I would rather the police tell us 10 things. And if one or two ends up being wrong, that's fine. But what they're telling us now is, is one thing. And then there's nine things that are being filled by the vacuum of social media and the media cycle. If you're right there, if they tell us a few things and one of them ends up being you know, wrong or untrue, that's fine. That's not fine. You don't want the people in authority no. having a press conference saying something and it's not the fact. Well, well, let me step in here because this is not about entitlement for the media like they're deserved or owed anything. This, however, comes down to uh, accountability. Uh, you know, the police, as Dennis, I think, aptly put it when we were talking before, they work for us. They work for the public. And it's our they job to make them. sure that there's transparency. And when you get an ongoing situation like we saw uh, on Sunday and the information's not coming out at all and we're talking about the public at large, there has to be public some... at large wasn't at risk. How do we know? Said, how do you, yeah. Yeah, how do you know there were... About, don't talk about entitlement. I mean, the police... How do you know there were not affi- affiliates? How do you know they, that? They, they didn't tell said, us anything. They said what they could say. And it does sound like entitlement was, well, we need to know his name, we know his family, we need to go over to the Thorncliffe Park and interview everybody around the neighborhood. Um, you need to have a little time in here for the media to go in there immediately and say, whoa, what's all the details before the cops know it? That does sound well, like but, entitlement. But even ha- people but even, don't need to know it that fast. You know, even how they're communicating, though, on things like, oh, well, we're going to partner with our, our federal, with the federal government and, and the minister, then, you, you know, you don't understand why. And then suddenly all people are speculating, well, is this CSIS involved or is, is this organization involved? And if the police had gone out and said, you know what, under normal circumstances in a shooting like this, we always talk to other levels of government and we're sort of upfront with why other people are involved, good, that might have closed the door on that. Instead, right. you're speculating and, and all sorts of people are saying, well, if, if, if the federal minister is involved, this must mean it's a national security issue. And we don't know that. But Absolutely. the lack of communication you know, led to speculation. To figure it out. Right, right. But I mean, look, this is... I've been doing this long enough to know that the the media and the Toronto police have a very good re- relationship. It's not like the media right. go in there, you know, hell bound to to destroy evidence and 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 uh, you know not get the details. Uh, but I think we have been uh, kept in the dark a little bit. I'm I find it bothersome. Maybe you don't that an entire social media account has been erased. I mean, do do well, does the public? Uh, that's a good question. Great it question. would it would seem that someone uh, behind the scenes erased it because no one had the name of this person, or else they would have done basic investigation of, of who he is. Maybe we would have gotten a lot of information just based on the profile of the uh, social media. So it would appear that someone doing the investigation got rid of the information. Well, Alex, you said maybe we should have the information. We meeting the media. No, meaning the public, the public at large. Well, forget the public at large for this one. It's the police really? investigators who need it. Oh. They need it at the start. They need to do have proper time to do their investigation. I don't know where this professional image maker as a fury was a smart column and good for him for writing it. Well, he had more access than anybody. I mean, here's this. Yeah. The, here's the irony: is this guy uh, Mohammed Hashim, who's a political activist, very involved, um, you know, with this. And we, and we will get all the details out on that. I want the details on that as much as anybody. Right, but again, now the questions start to come up. Well, how did this guy get access to the family exactly. so quickly? Right, yeah. but. 
the, we shouldn't have to ask these questions now 48 hours later. That's the thing. Well, We're now asking questions that then created distrust between, you know, the police and, and the public at large. Like, what, well, what are they trying to hide? The family. Somebody. The police didn't call this guy in. Well, how do you uh, know? We don't know that. How do we know? Well, how do we know? going to call in some professional image maker to give stories out for the family. How do you know? That's we don't know. Now. We don't know if someone from the community came. It's the truth. But the, fa- the fact is, I mean, it's, you know, is, is that the police do not call in people to give out, you know, to polish this story for the family. Well, we would hope so. We don't well, know, though. Damn right you hope so. Well, exactly. But the fact that we can't yeah. even question it is the problem. That's yeah, the last point before we go to break. No, no, we, Alex. Yeah, no, I think I agree with both of you. We certainly hope they wouldn't. And I, and I kind of doubt they, they did. But the question is when information starts to, to seep out, who's getting it and who's controlling it and who's giving it to who? I think there's a lot of questions there that need to be answered. And obviously it wasn't given out in a press conference in an open way, but it was given out in some way. Right because before the no dinner one, hour news. No one yeah. squat at the time. And they say the first stories were that this person was mentally ill. Yeah, it seems plausible. His friends are saying he's a bit of a But that's because job. that's the family's version. That doesn't necessarily make it true. It could be true, Stephen, but we don't that's know that. Right. That's what the that's family right. is saying. But yeah. we aren't going to know that in 12 hours, Alex. That's fine. But well, the let f- them put that family out. The media say the family says this guy was troubled, blah, blah, blah. And then the police do their work. And then they come out. They have a press conference. And they say, okay, here's what we have so far. So far. And uh, maybe two or three days. But right now, we don't know whether this guy was directed by ISIS or whether he was, you know, just, from, uh, as I said, a whack job, or a sorrowful character who is in need of help, and our system failed him because we didn't give him the help that he needed. Again, all these questions should have been asked over the last 48 hours, but we they haven't been asked. able to. We don't have yeah. the answers yet, Well, though. right, there you go. Okay, i got to take a quick break because I'm up against... You have all uh, the answers, uh, it, Well, no, I don't, but I would like to get some. <laughs> You're pretty good at it. Yeah. <laughs> quick break here at 8.30. When we come back, we will talk about uh, Bill Blair getting the grilling today on border security and what their plan is now with those crossing the border. We'll talk about that coming up next here on Point on Global News Radio. Hey, no news. Name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We got Dennis Matthews and Stephen LeDrew here with Counterpoint. And let's talk about uh, Bill Blair, the new Minister of Border Security. Boy, did he get a grilling today in Ottawa at an immigration committee. And he was uh, demanded to explain what exactly the plan is to house many of the uh, asylum seekers coming across the border. And apparently, 800 of these people will move into hotels from dorms. Not bad, eh? Stephen, do you think it'll be the Royal York? Where, where, where might they be put up? I don't know where they're going to put them, but I feel bad for Bill Blair. I mean, he's a good guy. And look at that. He's had a successful career as a chief, well, as cop and then chief of police in Toronto. He goes for public service. He runs as an MP. He gets stuck with one of the worst jobs in Ottawa. No. They're trying to sell this stupid <laughs> idea of, uh, of legalizing marijuana, decriminalizing it, legalizing it. He's on there taking the heat for uh, all the poobahs up there. And then to reward him, <laughs> in this cabinet position for asylum seekers, there's no, as far as I can tell, as far as I've been able to discern, uh, there's no department, there's no officials. He's not in charge of the border security or the RCMP or anybody else. You know what they did with him, Alex? They put him out there as cannon fodder. It's like those old wars <laughs> where you put people out in the front and you know they're going to get shot and you leave the generals behind. <laughs> this guy is out there to protect Trudeau and Goodale 
and everybody else who's shoving him out there saying, oh, oh, Bill, go out there and say this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, he got he got the poop sandwich and uh, a side yeah. serving of diarrhea. Yeah. So, no, I, 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 <laughs> but I don't feel sorry for him. I don't feel sorry for him. I see where you're coming from. I mean, if you if you went to central casting and said, you know, give me a border security minister and a government, he's you it. get he's it. You get, he's a senator. Kind of a tougher day. looking Here's guy. And, you know, yeah, uh, former police chief. But you know, in terms of uh, so just some extra context here. I mean, when he got grilled in in Ottawa, I mean, he was up against uh, conservative Michelle Rempel, and she has been she knows just his file she, she knows his file inside. Yeah. It out and she's one tough cookie. I would not want to be at a committee, you know, being questioned by her on, on, on this. I don't know that I could. But, but the bigger <laughs> headline here is that eight, eight, we're putting yeah. these people in a hotel. So, there's no plan. And this, and this, and there's no plan, but there's also people still coming into the country. It's not like, so we have 800 yeah. that we need to move from, from dorms to and hotels. And then what? Because there's, there's sort of more coming in by the day. And, and it, it's just, this is one of these things where, like, this is a solvable problem. If you do this in a in a legal and controlled way, I mean, get these people jobs, have it, have them integrated properly into society, di- well, you know, dispersed across the. No, that's not Dennis. They have no status here. We they need to go through the bureaucracy to determine whether, in fact, they should be allowed to stay here in Canada. Yeah, but that yeah. takes years. That. Right. And they they should not automatically be allowed to stay here in Canada. They have to go through the screenings, through all the police checks, and then there has to be a hearing of officials to determine whether, in fact, they're full of baloney or whether they should stay here. Then I agree with you, Dennis. They should be integrated. All the money should oh, be gone. Look, I, two things. First of all, we need to fe- speed up that process. The feds are horrible at it. And secondly, once that decision is made, it's not for John Tory or for Premier Ford to fork out the money to support these I, people. It's for Trudeau. I hold, like I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. My, my understanding is a lot of the backlog and people at dormitories and other places aren't just these asylum seekers. I mean, we have we have folks who came in, you know, Syrian refugees or others who are sort of contributing to the overall backlog Only in the, government in the system. Syrian refugees, and, not the one by private sponsors. No, they, they're all settled. Yeah, of no, course. exactly. But this, you know, this, and and I, I totally agree with you. I mean, if you come in this country uh, illegally and you're coming in through the United States, I mean, you're not under direct persecution here or anything. It's a, no. it's a very safe country. And, you know, we need to be dealing with these people very quickly, well, very swiftly. You and could, if you're, you just shut the border point that they're coming through. Yeah, like, no, absolutely. And 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 my, I get so frustrated by this because there are thousands and maybe millions of people around the world who would love to come to Canada and go through a process and, and come here legally and start their, their life and contribute. Make a contribution to and, Canada. To you know, and... and and rewarding people who have gone through this process. I mean, I just, it's not the right way to go but about doing this. how is this fair, not just to those who have been waiting in line, but how is this fair to the local people in need here um, throughout the province who won't get access to food banks, but they're not being put up at hotels? No, exactly. I, I just, yeah, what's or, the long-term plan? So how much is this going to cost us to keep people at hotels? I mean, I just don't understand. Well, this shows what a screw-up yeah. our prime minister is. He really is incompetent. He should not be in that office. And the way he's leading this government to allow those people, to encourage people to come, just walk across the border, and we'll take care of you. We, I mean, the, the city of Toronto, the GTA, and the province, and, you know, have a, have a, a bureaucracy which is just so flagrantly incompetent. It just reflects the Prime Minister's office. Well, you're clearly yeah. an alt-right. I mean, yeah. it's clear that you're just uh, very racist, Stephen. I'm right. Yeah, you know, I'm alt-right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey. I'm alt-right. <laughs> <laughs> Last point to you, Dennis. 
No, I, 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 it's, it's sort of hard to disagree <laughs> in that, like, follow a process and deal with these people really quickly. And if they got to go, they got to go. And if they're going to stay, integrate them and, and let's get on with it. But we're in the worst of all worlds right now, like where our border is not being properly enforced. We have a uh, over flooding of, of the refugee and, and asylum services here in the city of Toronto. And we've got urgent priorities uh, all over the place. And beyond cold weather this coming. Issue and, yep. and winter's coming. It's going to be, uh, this is this is a bad situation. And this is, you know, I agree with Stephen, this is Prime Minister Trudeau's fault. 100%. Where do you find 800 hotel rooms in the GTA? Good question. Yeah. I will ask. Let's find that out. It will cost a fortune. It will cost a fortune at a couple of hundred bucks at least for the night, unless it's some Motel 6 that but charges by the hour. I don't know. Don't you feel badly for Blair being stuck in this job? Hey, look, mm. he's got to deal with the legalization of marijuana, which is going to be a crap sandwich. He's got to deal with border issues, which is a crap sandwich. And he's got to deal with the gun issue. I mean, the guy's been given, like, every crap file that you can deal Without with. Without any actual Without power to do nothing, it. Nothing, you know, yeah. 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 No authority. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. All right, guys, i got to leave it there. Thank you. Dennis Matthews and Stephen LeDrew joining us for a colorful discussion. On Point on Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.